You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black, your host here. I am the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. You can check us out on Twitter at Boston College SI. Thank you all for listening. If you have not done so already, please like and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I have a huge favor to ask of you. Can you go into Apple Podcasts? Give us a great rating. If you really enjoy us, give us a great rating and write a review and could say, you know, learn a lot about Boston College or AJ's got great knowledge you know, he's got great knowledge about the school or it's an interesting show, whatever. It really helps this podcast grow and we're looking to grow. And it would be uh, a big help for us. And we don't ask much from you. You're you're getting this for free. So if you don't mind, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do, do that for us. Thank you. Now, I have to admit, I have been advertising that today was going to be the Christmas special. And then this morning, news... A news bomb dropped that I had to delay the Christmas special. It is going to happen. I promise you. I've been thinking about how I'm going to do it. And I have some special surprises and things that are going to go on. But next week, we have four shows because Christmas is on Friday. We're going to have it for the Thursday show. It's going to be the Christmas Eve show. That makes the most sense anyways. I kind of rushed it, I, I think. So we're going to move the Christmas special because there's, there's too much to talk about today with the news that came out about Hunter Long. Now, if you didn't hear, Hunter Long, Boston College's star tight end, has declared for the NFL draft, forgoing his final season at Boston College. Uh, he uh, dis- he announced it on Twitter. He had a press conference today where he talked about uh, his journey to the NFL. And uh, it's a big deal. Now, Long, if you haven't been paying attention, is one of the biggest targets Boston College has on offense. You know, this year he finished with 57 catches for 685 yards and five touchdowns. Now, the catches in yards were the top in the country for tight ends. Touchdowns, not so much. He was eighth in the country. But, um, you know, you have like Kyle Pitts, who has like, I think, 11 um, and some other guys that are um, definitely higher than him. What did Hunter Long bring Boston College? I have to think back. So, you know, I'll, I'll admit I am almost 40 years old. Um, I followed Boston College since my early uh, te- late teens, early actually probably more like 15, 14 years old. Hunter Long is probably the most dynamic wide receiver I've I can remember in terms of what he can bring on offense, both in the passing game and in run block. Um, he's 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 incredible, and his journey to Boston College was crazy because he came from Deerfield Academy in, in Massachusetts, grew up in Exeter, New Hampshire. And was completely under-recruited. Boston College was Hunter Long's only major offer. He had nothing else. He had UConn, I think UMass, a few smaller schools here and there. I think a couple Ivies. But UConn was probably the only other school of any relevance that offered uh, offered Hunter Long. And he chose BC. His first year at Boston College was Tommy Sweeney's last and he basically played a, you know, a, a smaller role. You know, he played in every game. He ended the year with four receptions for with two touchdowns, though, and 103 yards. So you saw some glimpses. And then last year is the year that Hunter Long kind of blew up. He had his first big year. 28 receptions, 509 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, you know, you look at the numbers of catches. It wasn't that big. 
but you, what we remember last year was the it was the year of AJ Dillon and and, and um, David Bailey that the passing game was set up by the run, and it seemed like every time that the ball was thrown to Hunter Long, he was completely wide open and no one was anywhere near him. You know, he had 99 yards against Louisville, 84 yards against NC State. He had all these big games because the the defense was so locked in on that run game and he took advantage of it. So expectations for Hunter Long going into his final year really grew. Um, You know, we didn't know what the offense was going to be like for Boston College. I mean, you can think that, you know, oh, they got Jakovic. It was going to be a big passing offense. But look, if you look back at what we were predicting, you said COVID-19, new offense, probably just going to rely heavily on David Bailey, the guy that we have seen do really well. And that's not what happened. And right away in 2020, Hunter Long had, you know, big play after big play. And the first big one, I mean, he had a monster first three games. Seven receptions for 93 yards and a touchdown against Duke. Nine receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown against Texas State. Nine receptions for 96 yards against UNC. So he had 20, uh, 23 catches for the, through the first three games. And he looked unstoppable. You know, he's making catches in traffic. He's making catches and and extending plays. And it was just one big catch after another. And, and you know, some of these catches were are incredible. And he, sh- you know, what he showed was good hands and quickness for a tight end. He is incredibly quick. Um, and and he continued doing that. Now he got banged up quite a bit this year. Uh, there was two games at least he got slugged. I think it was the UNC game where he got drilled going up uh, for a catch. Uh, and it ended up costing them a touchdown. Um, but he, you know, he started, you know, when you get big tight ends like that, they start to really play physical because that's the only way to get the ball off of them. Um, so Hunter Long, you know, he got dinged up a little bit, but to his credit, he didn't miss a single game. He played every game this year. Um, his his statistics definitely dipped a little bit, though. You know, in the middle of the season, it was four catches, three catches, three catches, two catches, four catches. And I have to say... Part of that had to do with defenses now really emphasizing their their scheme on Hunter Long. Uh, they you know they would really push their, their their coverage onto Long and onto Zay Flowers, and that kind of affected him. So he, you know that happened. But the other piece I saw too, and I heard announcers mention it. Um, it's hard to see because we you know I didn't have press credentials this year, um, just because of health stuff. Um, that he was wide open a lot, and Jakovic just missed him. There was a bunch of times that they were saying, oh, you know, Hunter Long is wide open and Jakovic just didn't see him. So that, that, I think that was part of it, too, is Jakovic was looking at other places, didn't look at Long as much as he should have. So he ended the year, you know, top of the t- class in terms of tight ends, one of the best out there. Now you're looking at him and we're going to let's look at what he could be in the NFL. Now, I saw today he's ranked the fifth top tight end. Obviously, Kyle Pitts, who's going to be a first-round draft pick out of Florida, he was the number one. Pat Fryermuth, who is a local kid that ended up at Penn State, was number two. Um, the uh, sorry, Brevin Jordan out of Miami was number three, and I I cannot find my number four. I think it was um, the kid from Wisconsin, Jake Ferguson, was number four, and then it was um, Hunter Long. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think I, I have to think that when you think about what he's able to do 
the way he he's able to move. He's a good run blocker, so if you you're worried about that as as a knock on him, Adazio thought the world of him as a run blocker, obviously. And I heard from Halfley. Halfley thinks he's a great blocker too. So he's a multifaceted tight end that can do a lot of different things. Um, I think whatever team gets him, and it sounds if he, you know if he's going to be the fifth tight end drafted, that's like third or fourth round, fourth maybe even fifth. Um, some team's going to get a steal out of Hunter Long. I, I see. Someone was mentioning Travis Kelsey. I don't want to always go to like the elite wide receivers, but I think of those wide receivers that can make plays. The the you know, he doesn't have the size I think of like Rob Gronkowski. Gronk I think of is like really big, um, and I think of um, Hunter Long is a little bit more slimmed down and not as physical, but he's got the same hands and movement of of Gronk. Um, he reminds me a little bit of that, but not with the, the bigness of him. So I think some NFL teams are going to be really happy. You know, finding a tight end that can catch the ball is uh, is hard. You've, you see so many of them that are just kind of mediocre out there. And Hunter Long can do that really well. So good uh, good luck to Hunter Long. Um, you can't blame him for this. This is a good move for him and his career. Um, and I don't think it, I think it's not unexpected. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, – Who's going to replace Hunter Long? Because that's going to be a big question mark. And uh, we're going to talk about that next. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Coors Light. You know, everything is go, go, go nowadays. And, you know, with things going on in the world, whether it's work or uh, social stuff or just the weather. I mean, I was outside snow blowing for two hours today. Sometimes you just need to hit the reset button and chill. And that's what Coors Light is all about. Now, it's national championship, not national, conference championship week this weekend. And Coors Light is perfect if you're just going to sit and watch because it's the perfect beer for uh, for watching any sport. Coors Light is cold filtered, cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here, editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Now, yesterday I told you about our new forum for uh, BC Bulletin. And I actually have good news that we don't actually need the forum because commenting section is back open Um on BC Bulletin. So all you have to do, it's a little different than before, so I kind of want to explain it to you. If you go to BC Bulletin and you see an article, scroll down past the Around the Web um, ads, and there's a whole comment section that they're created under what's called Discuss. It's D-I-S-Q-U-S. All you have to do is sign in under your Twitter name or your email. You can do whatever you want um, and sign up to comment on there. So if you've been a commenter, please Jump in, give your word, give your comments, whatever you're thinking about. Um, I love the comment section, and I'm so glad to have it back. I fought for that with my bosses because um, it's kind of lousy that it just kind of went away because there were so many of you out there that listen and and add to the the rich conversations that we had going on there. So um, if you are a commenter, please come back. Um, it's going to be on every post, so you just scroll past the ads a little bit. And there's the comment section. And I'll keep reminding you until we get that going. This is just a temporary solution, but hey, it's on the site and it's a comment section. So I'm glad that we have that. So uh, definitely check that out. So we're talking about Hunter Long, who j- declared for the NFL draft today. And we in the first section, we talked about uh, what he could bring to an NFL team. And I gave kind of an idea of where he might fall in the NFL draft. 
Um, and I could be wrong. You know, I was dead wrong with A.J. Dillon. I thought he was going to be fourth round, and he ended up in the second. So, you know, with a guy like Long, if he goes out there and blows up the uh, the combine, if they have it, or, you know, has great interviews, he could go a lot earlier than I expected. You know, if, if teams go on a run on tight ends because that's a stacked position, you know, he could easily go second, third round. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he heard uh, because he obviously made that decision. Uh, but good luck. And so let's talk about where Boston College can find their replacement because it's not easy. But Boston College went from Tommy Sweeney to Hunter Long. And Tommy Sweeney, I thought, was an excellent tight end. And Hunter Long blew him out of the water. I mean, t- Hunter Long uh, has the skill set to be a much higher end tight end than Tommy Sweeney. And Tommy Sweeney, no offense to him. Uh, he's an NFL player, and he's he's in the, he's been on the pros for two years now. But I think Long's ceiling is much higher. So looking at the roster, where does Boston College go from here? Now, there's a few different things they could do. The first thing they could do is look at the roster that they have, look at the depth that they have, and pick a player that they have and try to get one of those guys to work out. Now, if you're looking at experienced tight ends or guys that have gotten, um, that have received game experience, they have three that have on their roster. So Spencer Witter, uh, Drew McQuarrie, and Joey Lucchetti. Um, so Spencer Witter, first of all, he was the second tight end this year. He played in most of the two tight end sets whenever they did that. Uh, he was mostly a blocking tight end, but had six receptions for 98 yards. He was going to have a touchdown pass if Dracovic didn't badly miss him in the end zone. Um, is he the answer? I'm not sure. I mean, he, he didn't look bad, but he doesn't look like the, like he has the speed or agility that Hunter Long has. Drew McQuarrie. Now he's a uh, he's a kid also from New Hampshire, just like Hunter Long, who was a quarterback. I think they moved him to defensive end, and now he's to tight end. I I just he had a couple games he played this year. You know, a lot of the mop up duty kind of stuff, and you know, or if, when Hunter Long went down, he would go in. I don't see him as an answer, but I don't know enough about him because practices were closed. So I don't know what he could do in terms of pass catching, but it doesn't strike me just from what I've seen as, as a kid that could do that. But you never know. Maybe I'm wrong. And then Joey Lucchetti, another, just like McQuarrie, another kid that's played all over the place. It was tight end, then defensive end, now back to tight end. He was out this whole year, I'm guessing by injury. Uh, the coaching staff doesn't get, get into it. He was just on the inactive list all year. Um, he's had a couple catches. Um, again, though, the three of them, you know, obviously Witter out of those three is probably the most, you know, promising, I would say. But... That's I I have to say it's it, just to be frank they're probably a big drop off from Hunter Long I mean any tight end is going to be but I think that's be a, be a pretty steep drop off now there is a player on the st- on the roster that I think could jump in and and be good and 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 do things like Long did and that's Charlie Gordonier he's a kid from New Jersey he was a defensive end in in New Jersey but I've heard so many good things about what he's able to do. Um, he's a, he's a, he's going to be a red shirt freshman next year, but he's a big kid. He's, you know, aggressive. Um, and he's a kid. If I was going to bet, if they're going to go with what's on their roster, Gordon, would be my guess. But again, just like, you know, some of these other kids, we didn't get to see practice this year. So I don't know what he looks like as a, as a, pa- a passing tight end. Um, you know, all these kids, you know, you have different types of tight ends. You got guys that are really good at blocking. You have guys like Hunter Long, you have, you know, um, Co-Rabbit Drizzy, who was a blocker last year. So you have different types. 
I'm not honestly sure what Gordon Year is because no one really talks about him, and we haven't been able to see practice. So it's interesting. We'll be. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Now, there's a handful of other guys that I'm not sure if they'll ever jump up or where they're at, but that's um, Hans Lillis, Tommy Birmingham, and Brendan Smith, all younger guys. Um, none of them have seen the, the field yet in any sort of way, so um, I don't think they're the answer either. Uh, so then the second thing you could think about when you're looking at tight ends is the transfer portal you could look at and see if you could find someone who fits what you need. Now the transfer portal right now, as I've said on this podcast a bunch of times is insane. This is year of, of any year because of the extra year of eligibility. It's going to be nuts. And you know, I've seen like, I think it was Pete Thamel today was writing about it. Um, how coaches and, and they don't have any clue how these coaches are going to be able to manage scholarship situations based on how many kids are moving in a million different directions. So, um, there could be a, a tight end. I qu- look a, took a quick look at it, and it, it's it makes my head spin. So I don't know. You know, I'll keep my eyes open to see if any names pop up. You know, and to see if any. You know, if they they have any offers or the staff likes them or anything like that. To see if that's a position. I honestly think if they don't go with Gordon or if he's not the type that they're looking for, I think the transfer portal is going to be. Ne- it's going to have to be what they need to do. Because this offense needs a pass-catching tight end, and I'm not sure they have one on the roster right now. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. So the, the transfer portal could be someplace, too. The other place they could go is a position change. Could they put someone uh, – a reader today reached out to me and said, what if they had someone like C.J. Lewis put on like 15, 20 pounds and, and, and bulk up a little bit and make him a, a tight end? Now, that's not a bad idea. I, I don't want to lose C.J. Lewis as a wide receiver, though, because what we saw out of him this year is he's quite the threat in the red zone. However, if you have Kobe White or Taji Johnson who can play that role, maybe. But again, I don't know how C.J. Lewis would do blocking linebackers and, and bigger guys. I mean, we've seen him blocking you know, cornerbacks and such. And I, I don't know. That's not maybe not the thing I would do, but it's not a bad idea. Um, and then you could also say maybe they go for a true freshman. So there's, you know, some, you know, they did not recruit anyone uh, uh, for tight end this year. They didn't. They have two for 2022. They have Matt Reagan, excuse me, and um, Jeremiah Franklin, who they just re- they just landed a couple weeks ago. So they have two tight ends coming in a couple years. But you just don't see lots of true freshmen jump in and be tight ends because it's a lot. Tight ends a pretty intricate position because you're doing a lot of different things. Um, so I don't I don't see that. If I if it was me, I, I'm guessing if if I was a betting man, and uh, well maybe I can get BetOnline.ag to do a line on this. The starting tight end game one next year will be a transfer that comes in. That's my bet. Uh, what do you guys think? Come on over to the site, uh, enter the comment section, and leave what you think is going to happen. Love to hear what you have to say. In a moment, I want to talk about a reader question about assistant coaches. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Built Go. Now, are you like me where you hit a wall during the day? You know, for me, every morning it's a cup of coffee, probably more like two or three. And then around two or three o'clock after lunch, it feels like I've hit a wall. Like literally, like I feel like I've been hit by a truck. My brain isn't working like it used to. I'm just not, I'm fatigued. It's not working well. So I've always been the type of person that hits energy drinks up or um, coffee. You know, I'm a big iced coffee fan, so I've, I've done a lot of that. And what that does, it makes me feel good for a little while, and then there's the crash. 
Not with Built Go. Now here's what you need to know. Built Go is 1.5 ounces. So even if you're really busy, you could slam that and get your energy in a couple seconds. And it's loaded with the good stuff. You're gonna get everything that you need. You're gonna get your beta alanine. You're gonna get honey, B3, and a little kick of caffeine in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter honey, chocolate mint, and my favorite, chocolate coconut. Now this is gonna feel like a five hour energy drink, but without the same crash feeling because it's natural, so it's better for you. It's like drinking those drinks, but with a third of the caffeine, so you're gonna get better results. Now we have a special deal for you. All you need to do is visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here, editor and publisher of BCBulletin.com. I want to talk to you quickly about Locked On Bets. If you're a better and you bet on college sports or you know Boston College, it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, one of the best handicappers in the country. He, he gets great results. You're going to get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest betting wagers possible. Subscribe to Locked On Bets, podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're going to talk some bets coming up. I've got some really interesting wagers. I, I think I'm going to try to get betonline.ag to get going. So check that out. Now, I want to talk to you about um, a, a email I got about a question a reader had. And I'm not going to give the reader's name. But they wanted to know about um, my thoughts about coaches, uh, assistant coaches, possibly getting poached from Boston College's staff. Now, if you've been following Boston College, you know based off of the past, that this is not a end destination for any assistant coach. That many of them, like Don Brown, Anthony Campanile, Al Washington, end up at other schools when they get better offers. So it's part of the game. And I can understand, you know, this school, right now the program has a great um, thing going with Jeff Hathley and his staff, but the worry for some people is whether coaches are going to go. Now here's my thoughts. Yeah, I understand um, that that fear is there, but I think that there's a few things that are going in BC's favor. First of all, COVID-19, I don't think they're going to be doing a lot of position coach firing. You may see some. Um, I, you know, Maybe Don Brown ends up getting fired at Michigan, or maybe some other coaches get let go, but I don't think it's going to be as much as... The carousel will probably be a lot smaller than it's used to. On top of that, you know, Boston College, we had a great year, obviously, but the results are not at the point where people are going to go, ooh, I want that guy. Like Don Brown, even when Boston College was playing bad, they had the, the number one defense in the country, so Michigan saw that. Or we saw Anthony Campanile as a, as a good defensive backs coach that got results and people wanted him or he was an elite recruiter. On, other, other than one coach who we're going to talk about in a second, I don't think anyone on the staff has brought that kind of pedigree yet. I think they could in a couple years, just like Jeff Halfley, but I don't think they have done that yet. Now, the one coach, and you guys are all probably in your cars or, or listening in your headphones going, saying his name over and over again, is Azar Abdul-Rahim. Now, he's the defensive backs coach, and he is probably one of the top recruiters in the District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia area. Now, he landed Boston College a handful of really strong recruits. Obviously, a lot of the defensive backs they got, he was one of the main recruiters for them, and you know, they were very active in the Maryland area with guys like Clinton Burton Jr. And they had Andre Porter, but he decommitted. 
but he had a lot of guys. I have this feeling he's not going anywhere, and here's why. He did a nice job recruiting, don't get me wrong, but he didn't do that to the level that I think coaching's coaches from another school like like a Michigan or something. I was going to see that and go, oh my gosh, we need to get this, we got to get Abdul Rahim over to BC, over at BC because he does this, this, and this. He did a nice job. I think his results are going to start getting better and better along with Halfley and the rest of the staff. Um, but I don't see it yet. I don't see, I think he's like a year or two away from really getting poached watched. But I can understand why people fear uh, him, you know, losing him. He's definitely the ace recruiter on the staff. You know, you got some good guys on there. I like Joe Daly. I think um, Sean Duggan, Richie Gannell. They've had, you know, some of these guys have done a really nice job of, of closing on some good recruits. But it's AAR, Abdul Rahim, that uh, has really raised that bar. But just think of it this way, too. I was talking to Dan Rubin at bceagles.com, and we were talking about how BC's always had those ace recruiters. They had, you know, the Al Washingtons. They had Anthony Campanile, Don Brown. They've had those guys. It, they'll always be them. They'll always be another ace recruiter. So just think of that if you're ever fearing that, you know, oh my gosh, if we lose Azar Abdul Rahim, it's going to be the end of the world. Remember, Jeff Halfley was the number two recruiter in the country last year. You talked about that at his press conference. He's going to be a good recruiter and he's got the chops to find new ones. I don't think Abdul Rahim is going to go anywhere. I would expect to. Maybe some sort of title change or a raise if some if the heat starts to go up. And remember too that Halfley came here because he was able to uh, to secure a bigger pool for assistant coaches. So these coaches are getting paid better than like Campanile or Al Washington was. So it's important to remember that maybe it'll be a little harder to peel some of these guys away because Boston College has shown a more uh, stronger commitment to keeping guys here if they're paying more. That shows a bitter commitment to the resources that they have, and I, you know, I know everyone likes to, to rip on BC for being cheap, but maybe this is the first sign that they're they're going to be uh, serious about it. But when you look at the rest of the staff, you got guys like Sean Duggan, and Joe Daly, and um, Richie Gannell, and Vince Agubase, and even like Tam Lokabu. They're all younger guys. That are still like, you know, they're still getting their wings. They're still making their bones. And I think it'll take a little while before those guys leave to go somewhere else. Um, and then you get guys like Frank Signetti Jr., who I think is on the older end of things. I mean, he's not that much older, but, you know, he didn't really do a lot in terms of the offense this year, in terms of really taking them to this huge next level that a school's like, oh my gosh, we got to get BC's guy. He did a nice job, believe me. Frank Signetti de- did a nice job with this offense. But he's another guy, and I think he's pretty loyal to where Halfley is at this point. So I don't see him leaving either. So um, the person that asked me this question, if you're listening, thank you very much. Uh, That was a great question to ask, and I wanted to give it a whole section to talk about it. If you have questions you want me to talk about on the podcast, you can DM me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC, or you can email me at bostoncollegesi at gmail.com. Again, at AJBlack underscore BC or at bostoncollegesi at gmail.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back next week. We're going to have four shows before Christmas uh, break. And then we'll be talking about basketball. Boston College will be playing Maine instead of Cal. They canceled their game against Cal um, next week. So hopefully that'll be a win for them. And any recruiting news. 
Uh, last tidbit, um, hopefully we find out about Drew Kendall this week. And so that'll be a whole section or two on its own. So cross your fingers there. Um, if you have not done so already, make sure to subscribe and follow us on uh, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Thank you all again. And we will see you all again on Monday. Take care and have a great weekend.